from KQED. I'm putting my life in your hands, Devin. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know. It's a risk. It's Thursday afternoon. Work has wrapped up for the day, and I'm standing outside the KQED office with Devin Kadiyama, host of the podcast, The Bay. So this is a Honda Nighthawk 250. I'd asked Devin for a ride home on his motorcycle during rush hour. But you have a helmet? Got a helmet, yes. Okay. Yes, helmet. That's the most important thing, probably the only thing you really need because you're on the, you're on the bike with Devin, and Devin will get you there in one piece. Oh, yeah. Hold on tight! We get going on 101 South, heading towards San Mateo. Oh yeah, and my speedometer doesn't work. The speedometer doesn't work? So we don't know how fast we're going. Oh God. It's cool. I'm sorry, Mom. And when traffic slows down a bit, Devin does something that is only legal in California. In and around people, and oh my God, here we go. We're doing it, we're doing it. He tucks the bike in between two lanes of cars and rides along the dotted white line. Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> oh, man. This was my first was time being on the motorcycle kind of side of things when lane splitting happens. Usually, I'm the one in the car. And I know a lot of drivers think something like this when they see someone lane split. I think it's rather unsafe. Uh, It's unsafe for the person riding the motorcycle and also for the drivers uh, of vehicles. Very unsafe, yeah. And and they're hard to see. I honestly don't think lane lane splitting should be allowed. I I mean, why should it be allowed? There's no room. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious, where we answer your questions about the Bay Area. Today, we explore why is lane splitting legal in California? And is it safe? Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Founded in 1980, it's still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And still the pale ale that sparked a craft beer revolution. Sierra Nevada, still the one. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Reporter Ryan Levy went to talk to some experienced bikers about motorcycling in the Golden State. So welcome to the Recycle Garage. Um, I started the garage about 10 years ago. This is my personal garage space. Liza Miller has turned her Santa Cruz home into a motorcycle haven. The garage is full of tools, there's a shed stocked with tons of motorcycle gear, and outside on the driveway, a half dozen bikers are chatting and working on their rides. Tested. Liza's love of motorcycles started early. I was that little kid who would hang out the station wagon window to a Hell's Angel and go, nice hog, right? I just loved motorcycles. I couldn't wait until I was tall enough to ride. According to Liza, motorcyclists lane split for two big reasons, speed and safety. She says it can be dangerous for a motorcyclist to have cars in front and behind them because if a motorcycle gets rear-ended, 
it's bad news. When we are going faster than the cars, we're in control and we are monitoring and looking where, what's happening. And then there's the speed boost. Lane splitting lets bikers weave through traffic much more quickly than cars can. But Liza says it actually makes the commute better for all of us. A 2011 study from Brussels, where lane splitting is legal, found that if you replace 10% of cars on the road with motorcycles, it could cut the time everyone spends in traffic by 40%. You're taking vehicles out of that line and it's less of a clog on the highways. But bikers' arguments about speed and safety haven't done much to convince other states to make lane splitting legal. California is still the only one. But why? California has uh, unique traffic and congestion issues, especially in their metropolitan parts of the state. Sergeant Larry Starkey leads the Highway Patrol's California Motorcyclist Safety Program. He says lane splitting's been happening in California for decades. There's never been a law against it, and motorcyclists found it was a good way to get through the state's historically horrendous traffic. Technically, you know, it's not illegal, so, so motorists can do that on their motorcycles. In 2017, a new law officially recognized lane splitting as legal in California, and it's the only place in the country where that's true. I've been to committee hearings in other states where they show videos of, of motorcyclists riding way too fast for conditions. And, and my take on that is, you know, that's not really lane splitting at that point. That's reckless operation. Nick Harris is the Western state's representative for the American Motorcyclist Association. That means he spends a lot of time talking to lawmakers in neighboring states about why they should make lane splitting legal, too. He says people have a tendency to latch on and remember their bad experiences with lane splitting. You might have 10 motorcycles go by that, that you don't even give a second thought. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, a motorcycle screams by you at top speed. And so that stands out in your mind as, oh, my gosh, you know, that that was dangerous. But Harris says that's not what most lane splitting's like. He points to a recent study that found that if motorcyclists are going slower than 50 miles per hour and no more than 15 miles per hour faster than traffic, lane splitting is relatively safe. Wait, so you're saying lane splitting is safer? Well, the study, which is out of UC Berkeley, it looked at about 6,000 motorcyclists who crashed in California in a 15-month period. And it found that one in six of them were lane splitting when they crashed. But to me, one in six, that sounds like we could reduce crashes by one six if we made it illegal. But the problem is we're starting with crash data here. And to really get at how safe lane splitting is, you would need to start before the crash uh, with a whole bunch of motorcyclists, some who are lane splitting, some who don't, and see what happens to them over time. And no one's collected that data yet. Okay, but even without the data to prove it, it does seem like driving between cars is just dangerous. The motorcyclists I talked to said they know it's their responsibility to lane split safely. Mike Miranda, one of the riders I met in Santa Cruz, he says lane splitting's a privilege, not a right. And I don't want to be one of those people scaring the crap out of people or whipping by them going 80 when they're we're going 60 because, you know, it, it just it could be taken away because it's a privilege, you know, or I could just die. But even if we set aside the safety stuff, a lot of folks in cars are still going to have big problems with lane splitting because to them, it looks like bikers are cheating. Cutting in line, quote unquote. This is Kat Taylor, also from the Santa Cruz garage, and she says lane splitting can lead to road rage. For me, it resulted in somebody crossing a double yellow running me up onto a sidewalk. I ended up crashing trying to get away from them, and I broke 15 bones. And I got road rash over 40% of my body. Kat says she used to try and ask people why they were so upset over lane splitting, but it never ended well. So now she just avoids the conversation. 
I don't discuss politics. I don't discuss lane splitting. <laughs> Okay, Ryan, last question. Did you ride a motorcycle while you were out there? I did. I hopped on the back of Liza's bike. Uh, she thought it would be funny to put on an Evil Knievel jacket for this ride. Mm. And we are going to. Okay. This is happening. Just a fi- just officially laid split. Still here. You sound terrified on there. Uh, yeah, that part was a little scary, but I was actually kind of surprised at how comfortable and not scared I was throughout most of the ride. Bay Curious reporter Ryan Levy, thanks for the story. Anytime. When he's not riding motorcycles, Ryan is also host of the Cued Up podcast, which takes KQED's best, most interesting story of the week and delivers it right to your ears. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We've got more about lane splitting's long and winding road online at baycurious.org. We'll also share photos from our lane splitting adventures on the KQED News Instagram account. Thanks to listener George Omran, who submitted this week's question. Gorev Kapoor and Edwin Martinez were the voices you heard at the beginning of the show, talking about lane splitting. They spoke with KQED's Dan Brecky as they rode to work in the casual carpool. Thanks also to Devin Kadiyama, host of KQD's podcast, The Bay, for that motorcycle ride. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Stay safe out there, friends. The important thing about lane splitting is making sure that you have enough space between the two cars, otherwise you are screwed. How much space is enough space? What do you estimate? You kind of just guess and you go for it. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play March's trivia game? Every month, we'll read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a sweet prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, this Bay Area high school holds the longest winning streak in high school football. They won 151 games in a row between 1992 and 2004. What is the name of the school? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.